two, one. Welcome back to another episode of AT Talks. I have three amazing guests with me today. My name is Tom. I'm the host. We're going to talk about getting involved in our state, uh, the district, or the national level, advocating for the profession, and just um, everything that goes along with that. But we have three awesome people. We have Paul, we have Mark, and we have Jason. If you could just take a moment or two to introduce uh, who you are, where you practice, how long you've been practicing, and then any type of experience you've had with working with your state, district, or national level, I would appreciate it. Who's going first? Anybody? Oh, can you. you want to go, Mark? Mark's going first. Oh, all right. Oh, my name is Mark Deanza. I live in Las Vegas, and I've been licensed since 2006 when San Diego State moved to Las Vegas after I graduated from San Diego State. And um, I got started to get involved in, oh, gosh, I was president of Nevada 2016 to 2019 which means I started getting involved in 2013 because we had to be do three years as president-elect and then three years as president's term in Nevada. And then since I've rolled off as president, I've done some work with NATA. I did um, host city rep for NATA convention. I was out here in Nevada and Vegas in 2019. And now I just rolled on this past June as the district eight secondary school athletic trainers committee rep, uh, chair of that for district eight. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, Jason Veal here. I am, uh, I've been practicing in the secondary school level for, oh good Lord. Uh, this is, I think the start of year 19. Uh, I originally started out in Illinois. Um, I'm currently in the Quad Cities area in Iowa and I've been at this current school I'm at. Um, this is starting year 13 there. I am the current president of the Iowa Athletic Trainer Society. Um, I started out as a secretary for IATS, and that was probably uh, probably 2016, I believe, because I did that for two years, and then we do two years as president-elect, and then this past March, I took over as president. So um, I am the director of athletic training services for the physical therapy group that I work for. We have currently about 20 uh, contracts, mainly at the high school level. We do have two uh, two athletic trainers that we supply to uh, smaller colleges. I guess they're going to say the old guy for last. Um, Paul Rupp, I've been at, uh, um, I've been certified for since 1994. I got my undergrad at East Stroudsburg in Pennsylvania, my master's at Syracuse. I then worked at St. John's University in Jamaica, Queens. And then we moved down to Northern Virginia where I've been at Oakton High School for, this is the start of my 21st year. Uh, we came down in 2000, 2001, uh, 2003, I became the secondary school committee chair to the VATA, Virginia Athletic Training Association. And with that, I became a member of the Virginia High School League Sportsman's Advisory Committee. And while on there, I, I am a fan of wrestling. So I'm, I'm on the uh, wrestling rules committee and teach a lot of the, um, Back then, I was helping another athletic trainer teach the uh, wrestling weight control program throughout the state. He's retired the past four years. I've been doing that by myself. Um, in 2020, uh, 2019, um, I, 2020, 2019, I became uh, the District 3 representative to the NATA Committee on Professional Ethics. And I am currently also on the VATA Government Affairs Committee. And I will say I'm not very active in that because government is confusing, 
and to understand all the rules and regulations and when you open your law and when you don't, whew, don't make your head spin. So I'm kind of treading lightly in there, just trying to learn the way and, and support the, the program however I can. Now, all three of you have uh, been doing, performing this, this volunteer and, and doing these services for multiple years. How did you start? How'd you get into it? Uh, was it easy to get into? Was it difficult to get into? Just like, what was, what was the process like? Um, I guess I'll go ahead. I, uh, mine was actually kind of casual off the cuff. Um, well, about probably six years ago at our District 5 meeting in Omaha, um, I, at that time I knew our current IATS president and president-elect and past president. Um, two of them were graduate, or two of them had worked at and or were graduates of my undergraduate school um, here in Iowa Central College. And they kind of said, hey, we need a secretary. We think you'd be good at it, so why don't you run? I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? <laughs> and uh, so we talked about it at that, at that district meeting in March and um, said, sure, sounds like it, you know, something I can do and fit into my time and started then. And uh, that's a three-year term here in Iowa and you can serve two terms. So my goal was to finish, finish my entire three years and then run for president-elect, which then rolls into president. But um, we didn't have anybody that was gonna run for president. Um, so I uh, said, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start that early. And uh, so I ran for president-elect before my first three-year term was done and uh, ended up getting that. So here, here in Iowa, we, we kind of struggled to get a number of people to run or to want to get involved. And that's kind of been my main, try to be my main focus since being on the executive committee. And then now this year in March, uh, since taking over as president was try to get, you know, more people involved. And, you know, Tom, I know you and I talked uh, when we, when you came to the Quad Cities earlier this summer and you know, I just, I don't know, I, other than begging people, I don't know how, it, I think it's one of those things where somebody has to kind of want to have that itch, right? Um, I mean, we can try, I try to develop it with my ATs that I have that work for me. And I've got, you know, two or three that are starting to get that itch. Um, and I think that's where it comes from is just development. And I think at least in, in the secondary setting here in Iowa, some, some people are just off on their own. And, and I think that, that's horrible in our profession because I think they get lost. Um, but for me, it was kind of easy. Um, just knowing the right people and being asked <laughs> and then just kind of going with it. Well, go ahead, Mark. Oh, sure. I mean, my story's uh, kind of similar to Jason's. Mine probably involved a beer or two. We call it getting totted up in Nevada because <laughs> Todd Hamburg was the president before me and he goes, Hey, uh, we don't have anyone running for uh, president-elect and you got nominated. Any chance you're interested in doing that? And he usually does that when you're uh, a couple deep and you go, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put my name in. If you need me to put my name in, I absolutely will. Like, um, I, I'm okay with that. And, you know, thinking back on it, when I was in college, I had a couple mentors when I was in college that were really active in CATA and Far West stuff coming up. And um, just seeing that, I was like, okay, you know what, now it's probably time for me to get in there. And, as soon as I said, yeah, I'll put my name, he goes, congratulations, Mark, you're the new president-elect for Nevada. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Um, 
thank you. Uh, here's my acceptance speech. Fantastic. Uh, what do I do now? And um, basically, you just sort of put yourself in there. And you just start going. And um, like Jason was saying, like I, we don't know what it takes to get people involved. Uh, I think a lot of people don't exactly know what it takes. But let's be serious. If you're serious about the profession, we can teach you what to do once you get in there. But you have to be willing to get in there. Once you get in there, it's it's like a drug. You don't want to stop. So, I mean, everyone in here, Jason listed, listed off three things he's been a part of. Paul listed off three things he's been a part of. Tom, in about 10 years, you're going to have three or four things you're going to list off on this. But I mean, it, you just start going and you keep going and you keep wanting to do it because you understand that you become part of something bigger. It's not just what you're doing. Where Jason said, you're kind of on your own at a high school sometimes. Yeah, that's realistic. So why not be a part of something bigger? I, I mean, that, that's sort of what it is. And you have a chance to make use your voice to gauge not where your state goes where your district goes and potentially if you move into the national committees where the national organization goes and i mean that's one of the coolest parts about getting involved to me so i think where jason was saying what is it going to take to get people out they just got to understand that and they got to understand that hey it's bigger than just you and it's how you can sort of shape what's going on around you My experience was a little different. I, I came up in the athletic training position, uh, profession um, with mentors who were all very active. Uh, three, four of my mentors are NATA Hall of Fame athletic trainers. And you don't get there without having that conviction to the pro profession and, and being active in all those kind of activities. Um, so I saw them doing it and I saw that the passion that they had. And I have that, I have a similar passion. And I also grew up think, with a philosophy that, uh, you're not allowed to complain unless you have a solution. So I'm not going to complain about the VATA or the VHL or the NATA unless I'm doing something to change it. And if I'm not doing something to change it, I got to keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean? So, um, so as soon as I got into a position where I was comfortable and I started to get my feet wet, I was able to reach out to some people and say, Hey, I want to get involved. Where, where can I, where can I help? And that's when I got into the uh, secondary school committee and then the VHSL, and the more you do, the more people you meet, the, the more people go, hey, I know you, like, like these gentlemen are saying. I know who you are. You, why don't you run for secretary, or why don't you run for treasurer, or hey, congratulations, you're the president-elect. You know? uh, the more you do, the more opportunities are present. When you're sitting in your, in your athletic training room office and you're just complaining, in that cage, nothing's going to happen because nobody's hearing you and you know, you're not reaching out to anybody. No, it's a, it's a double-edged sword where you have to be active and seek the opportunities and be present for somebody to offer you the opportunities. Uh, it, it goes both ways. So what, what advice would you give someone who's interested in getting involved, but, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not very good at this, or, you know, I'm, I'm a busy person, or, like, I don't know anybody. What, what advice would you say to those people to get them off the, the bench and into, you know, advocating in these different associations and societies and levels? I'll go first on this one. Um, use your voice. And, and I, every young professional that I try to mentor, whether it's my coworkers, students from the universities that I work with, use your voice, reach out to people and ask questions and talk. Um, you go to your state convention, your state conference, you go to the regional conference, walk up to the table and say, Hey, I'd like to help. How can I help? Somebody will give you a job. Somebody will give you something to do. Um, you don't have to ask twice. Usually you go to the NATA conference. They're begging for volunteers, volunteer. 
And once people get to know you and, and realize who you are, they remember you. And all of a sudden, you got more jobs than you really want. Yeah, I mean, you're right there. You just got to put your you gotta put your face out there. You just got to do it. And like Paul said, if you ask somebody, hey, what can I do? There's a place. I mean, realistically, um, every district has a young professionals committee. That's built for people that are getting into the profession. That's built for people that have been certified for 13 years or less, I believe. So uh, I think everyone on this panel is out except for Tom. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to assume Jason is pretty positive, Paul is. But yeah, um, it, th that group is built for the young professionals. I always tell people, if you want to meet the best people in our profession, get in your history and archives committee in your district. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times with that, you're doing projects where you're talking to your district's Hall of Famers or the NITA Hall of Famers in your district. And that's a great way to start networking. And I mean, you just sort of get out there and do it. And uh, like Paul said, volunteering at NATA is fun. When I was host city rep, I sort of, as host city rep, you run the volunteer office and that thing. So you meet a ton of people volunteering. Some people, they, every time they come in, they're like, oh, I do this every year. It's so much fun. And, and you get a little bit of your registration back. Like every 10 hours, you get 25% of your registration back. But people are like, I don't even care about that. It's just fun to come and see the same people every year. It's come to meet everyone and help out and just sort of be a part of something bigger than just you. So I, you really just have to, you have to just put it out there and just want to be a part of it. Treat it like a profession and not a job. I mean, that, that's the way you sort of got to look at it. And that's what I look at doing the service stuff is I'm looking at this as a profession. Now my question is, is Jason still here with us or did he freeze up and we lose him? I was going to say, man, he is really scared. I know. Like he does not blink. <laughs> oh, I I'm here. I might be having connection issues. All right, all right. Just yeah, it sounds like a, a little bit, but that's okay. We're just we're just gonna keep rolling, and hopefully that will clear up. And if if not, I appreciate you joining us, Jason. But um, one thing I would say is that um, so I'm 26. I've been doing this for four years, and when I was an undergrad, I would go to you know the Illinois uh, Association and the Glada District Four, and there's a lot of people there you don't know. And if you're on the more introverted side, it's hard to just go up to people and be like, hey, uh, I'm so-and-so, you know, like I'm just getting started. And I find that you don't have to be afraid of introducing yourself to people because I've never introduced myself to like a bad or a mean athletic trainer at any of these states or district or even national. You know, you recognize someone, you're like, oh, I'm a big fan and I know who you are or maybe – you know, I've seen you do this and they're just like, oh, and they're super nice. So just go out there and just talk to them. Like, it's not going to hurt. You're going to be scared, but that's okay. One of the other things I would, I would suggest is think about how you get your CEUs. If you're just downloading um, uh, a, an online program that you're running in the background in your, in your office while you're working, A, how much are you getting from that CEU? And B, you're not getting that face-to-face -face experience where you're going to your state district and national conferences. You go to even, even like I go to big sky conference in February and there's all these different conferences. You go to those a few times and all of a sudden people remember you and, and your face is there and you get to know these people like Mark saying uh, the volunteers that come back year after year, it's because they enjoy each other's company and they enjoy what they're doing. There's a passion to it. Um, so think about how you're getting your CEUs you know, if you're just downloading things, well, yeah, you're going to be missed out because nobody sees your face and they don't know you. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, if you're not going to your state meeting, you're you're screwing up. Like, you got to go to your state meeting. I mean, that that's like the most local thing for you, where you're at least going to meet the people that are trying to make your experience in your state better. I mean, that's what the state organization is all about, is trying to make it better. Um, the nice thing is, like, in Nevada, like, one of the reasons that they're like, hey, congratulations, you're the next president of Nevada, we have a small state. So being in a small state, like Virginia, you guys got yeah. a whole bunch. You guys got a whole bunch of athletic trainers. There's people calling to get those jobs. Yeah. In Nevada, we had 220 members. So the pool's pretty shallow. And eventually people are just like, yeah, getting a little bit out there, don't have time, blah, blah, blah. So it's a little easier to get involved. But at the same time, now you have a voice at a different point in your career and you can advocate for certain things that you want to advocate for with your state. And I mean, it's all about having your voice and it's all about just sort of taking ownership of the things that you're doing in your state. And I, yeah, if you're not going to skip meeting, you're messing up because that's the group that's designed for you locally. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta want to improve your situation locally. I would hope. I know Tom wants to improve his situation locally. Absolutely. He wants to get that Northwest Indiana on point and get everyone on board. And you've been doing a good job talking about it. And I, I encourage that and I applaud it. Well, it's just, it's a process. It takes time and you just have to be consistent and you just have to keep getting after it. And, Absolutely. You know, there's nothing, there's a lot of amazing people and they're not doing anything special. It's that they're consistent and they know what they want. So they just keep getting after it. And over time, that builds something amazing. But um, that's just, all right. So what other fun, fun facts, you know, like benefits besides meeting a lot of people have you felt like you've gotten from being in these volunteer positions, from, you know, from helping the state, the district, the national level? What are some other things out there that are benefits to you? I think you get a deeper understanding of how much. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. I was going to say, I think I'm back on here. Go ahead. Uh, if you don't, I, I think it's, it's helping the profession out is a big thing. Um, you know, being able to, you know, push the profession forward and to help, help everybody else out is, is a huge aspect for me and a huge benefit. And then also getting to know everybody, right? Like, you know, getting to know people in the far reaches of your state. I, I, you know, Iowa is probably more towards what Nevada is than Virginia as far as numbers go. Um, and the majority of our members are high school ATs. And, you know, it takes five hours to go from the w east half to the west half, you know, in, in Iowa. So to get to that, I think we lost Jason again, man. He's, he's so like, he's so full of like all this great information and the connection is just, ah, connection's killing us. Cause you were, you were on a roll there and then it froze you. And now you're muted. <laughs> well, I'll sort of fill in some space while he's, he's working on yeah. that. One of the, one of the big things I look at is you see, like he sort of started to say that you start to meet the people. You start to see how many people are doing really good things behind the scene. Because sometimes you get stuck in like these black holes where people are just complaining about everything, complaining, complaining. 
And then when you get involved in these committees, you start to start to see the same faces over and over again that are making good positive changes in the profession. And then you start to see the faces that they're bringing along too. So you start to see all the good in the profession. You start to see, see the direction where the profession is starting to go. I mean, one of the coolest things of serving on as president is you used to be the representative to your district. So I was a Nevada representative to Far West Athletic Training Association, District 8. And my favorite two days of our district meeting, I mean, it stinks because I don't get to go out and do the learning stuff because you're locked in a boardroom all day. But for those two days, every chair of every committee comes in and tells you what they're doing and updates you on what's going on and tries to explain, hey, this is how we're trying to make the district better and all that. And then you, you really start to see the positive of what's going on with the profession. I think that's probably the best part. And that's that's the drug part of this. It's like, like, oh man, there is some positive stuff happening. There's really good things going on with this profession. I see why these tiny decisions are being made on a local level and that sort of scales up to the district and the national. And, and that's where the really good stuff starts coming in. And with that, I, what I get out of it, what I really enjoy is uh, giving back to, like both both these guys have said, giving back to the profession. And, and I've gotten so much from it. Um, so it really, from my work with the VHSL and wrestling, going around the state, and what I was saying, you get to meet people. And, and A, that's a reward in itself. But as you're seeing people that are doing really well, you kind of steal from them. And the people that are struggling, you get to help them. And you're both a mentee and a mentor at the same time giving back locally, and then as you develop into uh, whether it be district or national organizations, you're taking stuff from the national organization, bringing it back to your state. You're taking stuff from the district, bringing it back to your state, and giving back and helping younger athletic trainer or young professional athletic trainers and um, just giving back to people is, is like, I know it sounds like a, a cheap bumper sticker, but giving back is as rewarding as, as it gets. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about your time commitments. Uh, I think there's a lot of young professionals that are like, well, I'm already really busy, so I don't want to be more busy and do more. So how much time would you say you give? Obviously, Mark's going to say a lot more because he was the president. You know, he's the head honcho. But what kind of time commitment was it for you to, to do those roles? A couple hours a week? Ten hours a week? I'll be honest, the secondary school chair, that is a busy group. Okay. Uh, that, that group might be even as busy, if not more busy, than when I was president in Nevada. Like, we are constantly, we have a group me that goes, I mean, we are constantly talking to each other. We have, constantly have these subcommittees that are working on different projects. Um, I recorded a short video with At Your Own Risk a little while ago. Uh, we set up some stuff for NATA, the virtual chats. I mean, that's a, that thing is just constantly rolling with new stuff and we, we meet once a month with that one i mean i, I wouldn't worry about the time realistically we all know that everyone has a life we all know that and guess what if you're a young professional and you're just coming out of college maybe you're not married and don't have a kid yet wait till you get married and then have a kid you're really not going to have time then but you know what someone's got to do this work so you telling me you don't have time i'll be honest i don't want to say i don't care but make time for it i mean you can look at it in the positive light or you can look at it in the negative light if I don't have time. Or you can say, the time I do have, I do want to devote to the profession. I mean, that's just a decision that you have to make. I found it really depends on the committee. And like Mark was saying, the secondary school committee for the NATA is, is probably one of the strongest committees in, a, in, in the NATA. Um, they've had some great leaders and Jen Reeling is there mm -hmm. now. And she's out of DC public schools. I've, I know her. She's right up the road from me. Uh, it's a really strong organization and 
she's going to sign you homework. Oh yeah. Um, the, the government affairs committee who we're busy, you know, it depends on when in the state of Virginia, when the, the state, um, Congress and Senate are open and they're, they're listening bills and that's a busy time for us. So we got a lot of stuff to do the rest of the year. Not, not too bad. Um, wrestling rules committee. We meet in April and we'll meet again. We meet in August and then I drive around the state and doing that. So my late September into early November is a little busy, but beyond that, you know, you got an hour for lunch sometimes and you know, there, there's a pep rally and sit down at your desk and work for an hour and do, do committee stuff. Um, Sunday afternoon while you're watching the football game, you got the football game in the background and you work on your computer while you're watching a game. I mean, you can make do with whatever you want to do. If you, if you really want to do it, it is important to you. You'll make it happen. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to fire up the smoker tomorrow night. And while I'm smoking a brisket, I, I got work to do. I'll work on my wrestling stuff. You know. I don't know if I can make it to Virginia by tomorrow. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it won't be ready till Saturday, and I'll have leftovers into Sunday. So well, maybe, maybe I got a shot then. I just Absolutely. I was also I'm also on a Far West Scholarship Committee. We're really busy for like a two week stretch where we're reading scholarship applications. Other than that, we're not busy. So I mean, there's something that can fit your schedule. If you're right. if you're willing to give back, you can find something like scholarship committees. You're not. In our committee, at least, we're typically not busy except for those couple weeks in uh, February. So each committee is definitely different. I completely agree with you on that, Paul. And Mark and Jason may be able to speak to this a little better, but like Virginia right now, we don't have a diversity committee. They're in the process of building that. So we will have an EDAC in the near future. I just reached out to to a uh, an athletic trainer of color to encourage him to join that group, and and probably he's going to be the be the director of that group. Um, look at what your state district is lacking, and step up and say, "Hey, I see a hole there. I think we need to change something." And somebody's going to go, "Thanks for volunteering," you know. And it, it's really, <laughs> if you if you want it, you'll fix it. Exactly. And I think that's a great point because in the Wolfpack, we talk a lot about ethnic diversity and the LGBTQ plus AC committees and like, how can we become better allies and help retain um, from professionals and just be better athletic trainers. And when I looked up Indiana, they had a ethnic diversity um, group, but they didn't have a chair. So I, I, I emailed the secretary and I was just like, Hey, I see you have this group, but there's no member listed. Are you working on filling that? Has it been filled, but your website is outdated? Like what's going on? And uh, next thing you know, they were posting on Twitter, like every three days, hey, we're trying to fill this position. We're trying to fill this position. And it was like, oh, yeah, that was just a little, that's just an email that I sent. And now they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's get this out there. And like, it feels great. And now someone accepted that and they're going to do great things. That's awesome. Well, you took the first step by just looking. And just looking, saying, hey, what, what's open here? Next, we just got to get you on that committee. That's our next step there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got get on something. I've been, you know. Well, now they have a chair. Why don't you, if you're interested, you, 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 you email him and say, hey, I understand you've got a committee now. Yeah. I'd like to be on that committee. Yeah. I'd like to support this program. 
Yeah, don't be afraid to just start, you know, emailing these people or if you have them on Twitter, send them a direct Direction. See if I can just volunteer you for that. That's how it happens. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. Caught, you caught that's that, Mark, didn't you? <laughs> I know we're in different states and different districts, but yes, I would love to accept that Indiana position. <laughs> you like how I subtly slid that in there? Yeah, huh? that was nice. That was that was thirty years of experience. That was smooth. Uh, Jason, is there anything you want to add to? Uh, I know there's a few times you tried to talk and we lost some connected. Issues. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about with advocating for the profession and getting involved? Um, again, it's just, you know, I get tired of the people who, you know, complain. And I don't know if you talked about this and don't want to do anything. I mean, the only way things get better is by getting involved. And, and honestly, I think Mark said it earlier, is getting involved at the state level. The state level is where you make the changes. Um you know, where you get involved, heck, get involved with governmental affairs and start off just being on the committee, you know, or with ethnic diversity, you know, like we don't, I, I feel awful here in Iowa. We don't have an EDAC, but District 5 EDAC chair is from Iowa. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how that slipped through. Um, but I, I, you know, just get involved and, and it, it's all about knowing somebody, you know, Tom, you said, you know, you saw that a committee was there and didn't have a chair. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. And and a lot of times, as the other guys have said, it doesn't take a whole lot of time if you just get involved somewhere, you know. And, and once you're involved, hang on, because it'll be a roller coaster of about 40 years of being involved, you know. Um, but start young, start with, you know, start doing something small. I, you know, and I guess that's the, that's where I would say, start off small, start off with one committee. You know, if you do a good job again, hold on because us state presidents, we're going to start moving you into different areas. <laughs> so I guess that would be all I would add. Yeah, Tom, your district is massive. We are, you, yeah, you guys are, that's why we're splitting. Yeah, that's why you're splitting. You'll be on the D4 side, correct? I'll be on the D4, yes. I'm on the Craig Bull side. And, uh, yeah, so you, you have a deep state, but <laughs> as is, just start emailing a committee chair that you're interested in helping out. Be like, hey, what, how can I help you? What um, can I do to get out there? And if they don't email you back, email them again and just keep throwing out there. Someone will get back to you and someone will get you involved. And then that's just where you start. And, um, as Jason said, a 40 year career of being involved somewhere doing something. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you guys talked about it too, but you know, going to the state meetings, I think is huge. You know, everybody starts looking, Oh, what's this free CU? What's this? Look, it, it costs money to get involved, you know, and, and, and if go to your state meeting, you know, get involved that way, come to the meeting. That's how you meet the, for lack of a better phrase, movers and shakers or whatever you want to call us. I mean, I still don't think I'm a mover and shaker, but you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that's how you get involved is go to the state meetings. That's where the profession gets better. And, uh, and one thing I've noticed being a young professional or career starter is that people, they want to go to the, the topics that they enjoy, but when it's like three, four, five, six o'clock and it's the business hour and you have all of your leaders there, well, no one goes to that. Well, why not? Don't you want to know what's going on in your state? Don't you want to say, Hey, this is who I am. You know, like nice to meet you guys. Nice to see you guys. 
then you can put a picture in her face. That's our secretary. That's our treasurer. That's our president. That's our, you know, this and that. And I feel like a lot of people just skip those meetings. Yeah. You know, now that you say that, that's kind of interesting. A lot of people skip the business meeting. I don't understand yep. that. That's, that's the stuff that's truly matters to you. If you actually sit there and listen to it, because that's, what's going on with your career. I mean, all the education stuff, yeah, the education stuff is fantastic. There's some great people putting on great talks all the time, but if you're missing the business meeting, like, what's what's our treasury column going the business meeting they go over what each individual chair is doing all the chairs are there and they're at least at ours they're there and they're up there for a couple minutes talking d8 we always do a social right after yeah yep yeah usually yep. the managing board gets a ticket to hand to you to do whatever you please with yeah. and go talk to those guys like that that's that's where the people that are doing things in the profession are hanging out is at those business meetings and the state like yeah you got to get to those things I don't know what I can add to that. That's, that's kind of brilliant right there. Cause that's the truth. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you guys are, but how many times do we have to look at bylaw changes and change them from instead of a percentage of the, of the, of the members to a percentage of those voting, right? Like, I mean, I don't know how many bylaw changes votes we've had in both D five and in Iowa where the total vote was like 13 to nothing. Right. I mean, that's just, that's just awful. You know, yeah. that, that's the same 10 to 12 people making the, making the choices for your profession. So again, get involved, go to those yeah. meetings. And then when you're at the meeting, as, as Mark was saying, go to the business meeting. We actually had to change our bylaws for a presidency. We had to change from a president elect to a vice president position recently, because if you signed up as president elect, it was a six year commitment and people, Nevada's kind of transient and People were scared to commit for six years. I was dumb enough to do it, but like I said, it was the best dumb mistake I ever made because I I, I couldn't be happier with the time I spent as president elect and president. But we actually had to change our bylaws, so now we have it switched up where we have a vice president is completely separate and offset from being a president. So I just getting people. It's it's crazy that we couldn't get I, we literally could not get someone to fill in president elect after my term. We had to. We had a president elect that became president, and we had nothing after that. So we're actually in the process of electing a new vice president here pretty soon. I mean, you see the apathy throughout the profession. This year, during a COVID, when everybody's locked down, and Kathy and Katie were, shoot, they were on Twitter and every other opportunity to meet the public. 22% of the, what, 22 or 26% of the population uh, voted? I think 24.8 or 9. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was easy. You got an email and you clicked on it. I mean, it yeah. could have been any easier to vote. I mean, it's, if you, if you want something done, you got to do something. You can't just yeah. sit back and let other people do it and then complain about it. And, and not only was it easy to vote, I did not get the link. So I sent an email out and the next day they said, Oh, here's your link. Go ahead and vote. That's mm -hmm. how easy it was. I'm glad you wanted to have your voice heard. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that, that's what the process is all about. And I mean, we had, we had two phenomenal candidates for that. Yeah. We, yeah. we were in good hands either way. So, I mean, we, we're in a really good spot right now. But, I mean, yeah, they definitely put themselves out there everywhere they possibly could because they care. And you could tell that those two women, women care about what's going on and where the future of this profession goes. And they wanted to have a voice in it. And that's, I, I would hope everyone would want to have a voice in where we go. And that's what getting involved is all about is putting your voice out there so you can stamp the profession a little bit. All right, we have one minute left, so closing remarks. 
Anybody want anything to say? Use your mentors, people that you grew up in the profession with, reach out to them, ask them to help introduce you to people. Uh, how'd they get into where they are and, and ask, put out your voice and use it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. Like six months ago, I didn't know Paul, I didn't know Jason, I didn't know Mark. And now we talk all the time. And that, uh, that allows us to share ideas, to share knowledge, to just vent. So it's like, just build that network up. Um, everyone's really friendly. Don't be afraid that, oh, that's so-and-so or the, oh, I reckon, I recognize that name. No, just say, Hey, you know, this is who I am. And then they'll be like, they'll be like, Oh, super nice to talk to you. That, that's the kind of people we are. That's the profession that we are. We help people. But, um, thank you. All three of you yep. for coming on. I appreciate it. Have a great uh, Thursday, Thursday night and have a good weekend and uh, good luck with your sports situations and life and whatnot. But thank you. for. <laughs> thank you very much, Tom.